Australian rules football is the greatest game on earth, but it's not to say it couldn't be better. If only there were two people completely unqualified to talk about it, yet utterly prepared to do so. Two people like that might have some radical ideas. Two people like that might just be the Footy Fixers. Hello, I'm Charlie Clawson. He is Scott Doolian. We are here to fix football, whether you like it or not. And thank you to everyone uh, for your feedback on this show. Uh, a lot of great opinions, a lot of a lot of big ideas, Scott, uh, for what the future of the AFL could be. Uh, today, though, I thought we would bring up a very topical issue, something that, especially in the age of Corona, has become a big talking point, which is where to play the grand final. Now, obviously, it's been impossible to play at the MCG the last two grand finals in a row, and people have started to get oh, a bit interested. Maybe we can share the grand final around. What's your hot take on this? Well, listen, my take is, as you know, I'm a football traditionalist. I'm a grumpy old man. And, and I think it should only be at the MCG. It should, the game should start at 2.30 at the very latest. Oh, right. And, and um, Port Adelaide should not be allowed to wear prison bars at this stage. <laughs> These are my thoughts. <laughs> so you are a footy traditionalist because uh, this year on Two Guys, One Cup, we did a lot of um, player profiles. And one of the questions that they put to the players is, do you prefer uh, daytime, nighttime or twilight grand final? And we always found it was a really good barometer to see like, you know, whether this was a zillennial player, whether this is someone who's at the tail end of millennial, because the younger you got, the more inclined they were to be twilight or nighttime grand final. Right, right. Well, I one thing I did find is that like and and this and this speaks this is kind of why I think we love footy is it's the biggest sport in, in probably the most sports mad country in the world. It's worth a billion dollars. And one of the genuine arguments people had to take seriously was, yeah, but like are the boys going to be able to go out after they win the flag? Like that was a genuine concern <laughs> that, that maybe they wouldn't be able to get out and really, really tear it a new one because, you know, you've got a club function and by the time you hit the top, like you're looking at like two, three o'clock in the morning. It's just not fair to the players. Yeah. I mean, that's seriously where your sports conditioning needs to come into play, right? Like that's where your sports scientists, it's like, look, normally it's about recovery. It's about protecting the hamstrings, soft tissue. How can we get the boys pissed and stay pissed for the next week if we finished around 11 p.m. at night? Yeah, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, I mean, if they're up by enough at three-quarter time, maybe we could start sneaking some bourbon, but yeah. that's that's dangerous. Yeah, apparently Stephen Dank was just driving to every servo around Windy Hill and just getting those uh, those uh, pre-drinking hangover aversion tablets, you know, those ones that you yeah. see at truck stops. Yeah. Well, don't be look. Would it surprise you if it found out he was injecting them with three-hour energy? Like would that surprise <laughs> Mon- you? Monster energy drink. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Zaharakis hated the grape flavor. That's why he didn't take the jabs. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. When it comes to the grand final, I thought I was a traditionalist. Look, here's my take on the grand final: is that. I used to love grand final week in Melbourne. Like, I think there is no better time, regardless if your team is playing or not, 
being in Melbourne for that week is so much fun because mm. everyone becomes a footy fan. Every place you go has like team colours up. It's every every radio show, every TV show has some like you've got you know genuine uh, news anchors who are football fans, but then you've got that one or two who like they don't really care about football and you know they're oh, forced yeah. to wear a scarf and they're like and go the Adelaide Crows. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we and and it's always they always do a weird like tie if it's interstate. There's a weird tie and like and uh, at the Crows last training is the cash. Cow, uh, what can you tell us now? I've <laughs> got no clue what they're doing there. So I, you know, I used to love that week in Melbourne. I used to sort of, you know, when I lived in Melbourne, it was great. I would often make trips down for that week when I was living in Sydney. But mm. what I noticed over the last couple of years was I kind of liked seeing how Queensland and Western Australia did the grand final. And look, Scott, I don't want to sort of cast aspersions on, um, you know, any state in Australia. But I feel mm. like Western Australia maybe have a bit of a chip on their shoulder about the rest of the country, especially when it comes to <laughs> go, AFL. Maybe we don't maybe we don't recognise their players as being like as good as the Eastern State players. Uh, you know. Mm. So when it was over there, well, the Dreamtime match at uh, uh, over in Perth was incredible, and I'm like, okay, well, yeah. this is genuine footy fans, and it is that kind of you know that cliche of you know if you if Carlton and Collingwood played on Christmas Day in the middle of Australia, you'd still get like a hundred thousand people, and I was like, well, maybe mm. twenty years ago, I don't know the Carlton and Collingwood of today have that drawing power. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> but I reckon Western Australians genuinely uh, genuinely would pack it out no matter what. So then I started thinking, well, MCC contract aside, what mm. could we implement to make it be like a rotating thing? So maybe it's like every second year or every third year or, you know, every fifth year we, we tour around the country. What do you think about that? Well, the I mean, the, the issue that I have with that is that what, like, to to see Collingwood play Carlton in a, and I understand this is science fiction, but we deal in nothing but hypotheticals. So it's the hypothetical is that Collingwood's playing Carlton in the grand final. Yeah, on Christmas like, Day. That's <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> on Christmas Day, as is the Palaszczuk government's wish. Yeah, and it's being played at the Gabba in front of forty five thousand people instead of at the G. Mm. I can see that being an issue. However. So yeah, that that's probably my big concern. But I, I, not to say there's not a workaround. Well, we know what I would love is let's take a community cup approach to the grand final, like or a preseason competition approach to the grand All final, right. which is like we're going to nominate, like, or you, if you're a local club, you can nominate your ground. So the East Brighton Vampires can put Hurlingham Park up for grabs for the grand final. So just throw your hat in the ring and Great. we make it like a lottery. And then if they win the nomination, maybe we give them like a two years out. So for uh, the grand final in 2023, all the local clubs can nominate. And then if you get your name drawn out of the hat, you go into a hat with like the MCG and Optus Stadium and the Gabba and all these other grounds. But Mm. we allow the locals to kind of like get into it just to sort of promote local footy. But then they've got two years to get Hurlingham Park into shape for the grand final. And what I love about that is when I used to play footy at the East Brighton Vampires, there was one pocket that was Mm. probably on a 45 degree angle sloping downwards towards the boundary line. So if there was any rain, there was like knee deep water. And I love the idea of the premier footballs in the country. Like, you know, you're getting sort of picket, you know, uh, in the forward pocket, like but knee deep in waist deep in water, trying to kick it from the boundary line. I look. I do look. I do like that. There, there is a few concerns. Is 
you know, what if um, Eddie Betts drowns? You know, <laughs> like this is, you know, is this a, like, is there, there's a public liability. Again, not, not that it couldn't be worked out. I, I feel it may be a rod for the back of a local club to raise like conservatively $300 million in two <laughs> to years. To upgrade and, their facilities. <laughs> and, and have construction. So it is a uh, grand final. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I, and uh, the flip side of that is it's creating jobs. Yeah. I love the idea though, of that first, like, you know, the director's meeting at the local footy club where they're like, okay, so as it stands, the kiosk, we can serve about 300 pies in an afternoon. Great. We need to yeah. increase that to uh, 95,000 pies. Can we ship 95,000 yeah. pies in an well, afternoon? And, and then someone someone at the meeting goes, well, depends where the netball girls are playing that week. But if they're around, <laughs> we could probably get a few more behind the counter. But don't you think it'd be amazing to have the grand final on a suburban oval surrounded by cars that could honk their horns after each goal? <laughs> See now, now I am I am buying everything you're selling right there. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; I'm not poo pooing this. I'm just trying to make it so that and and we should point out, and this is something that people have been tweeting. No, Charlie and I have not spoken to Gillan McLaughlin about this particular issue. So I just want that on the record. I don't want this to be seen that we are kind of forcing the AFL's hand one way or another. What, what, what one one thing that I think would kind of give it, again, a, a slight wrinkle is, do you remember in the 90s, they'd have like bush doofs and warehouse parties mm. and you knew it was on and you knew there was, you know, certain, uh, you know, DJs performing or whatever, but you wouldn't know where it was right. until that evening and Love you had it. to call or text a number yeah. at about 10 o'clock at night. And then you had to make your way out to some paddock, which was about two hours away from whatever CBD you were near. Is this an option for the grand final? I love where it. Where we don't know where it's being played at all until, say, let's say it's a twilight. So we'll say it's a 4.30 start. Yeah. Um, you you have to text a number uh, that says... At midday, I would like to go to the. I would like to go to the football, and then you receive a text message back um, that says, "Okay, you need to make your way to Mildura because the grand final is being played at the Sunraiser Football Ground." What I love Starts about at that thirty, get a wriggle on, Scott, is that the biggest complaint most people have about the grand final is it's the corporate football event. It's where the real footy fans don't get a ticket, but this. Is this is like separating the the, the wheat from the democratizing. chaff? Democratizing, yeah, yeah. Get the genuine it? footy yeah. fans because I can't see some kind of VIP from Coca Cola going. You know what? I'm going to text this number at 12 p.m. and pack up my car and go to Mildura. But some hardcore footy. If the Saints were playing in a grand final anywhere in Australia, yeah, I would be texting You'd that be number. There. And so th- that way, you, you get the real footy fans there. The atmosphere. Because think about it. Even if, like, even if say at the capacity of 30,000 at this local ground. Even if you only got 15,000, mm. you're getting 15,000 of the most hardcore, diehard footy fans. I mean, they have done everything they can to get there. They're going to go nuts. Coupled with people that were just walking past and heard some noise. Yes. You know what I mean? It's going to be a genuine a genuine mix of kind of local busybodies and people with face tattoos of like Peter Dacos's number. So one, one of the issues, though, that I am finding with this is mm. – you you can't you can't subject the players and the clubs to this because oh, yes, you know can. it's still going to be televised. So, well, well, I'm just wondering how do you hide, you know, 
40 of the most prominent athletes in the country. They've got to call the number 12 Mildura. as well. No, they don't know. Oh, so Jack <laughs> Rewalt is also, yes. hey, where am I playing? And yes. then he has to look up Mildura, weather, what kind of boots do I take? 100%. And, oh, that's, oh, so and, everyone's in the same boat. Look, to be complained for the grand final, one is the corporatization, the other one is home ground advantage. Like, I don't want to keep harping on about Western Australians, Scott, uh, but they're always complaining sure. that, like, the grand final MCG gives teams like Richmond an undue advantage. They play 10 games of the year. They're calling would play a bunch of games at the MCG as well. It's an undue advantage. Mm. But imagine this. Like, it is a South, the Southport Sharks. Like, they're playing the grand yeah. final in Queensland, the Southport Sharks. And no one knows until 12 p.m., the day of the grand final. You've got four hours to book flights. You've got four hours to get all your players and support staff up. There. And if you think, here's the thing, Scott. If it's like, if you miss out, like the schoolies have booked the flights or whatever, bad luck. You've just got to turn up. Whatever players make it to the grand final, they're the ones who take it oh, to the I like field. That. Yeah. So would we have a special grand final dispensation for lists where you can play technically unregistered players in yes. the event that, yeah, Jack doesn't kind of, Jack tries to book on points and it's too yeah. late or something. Uh, so the, and the Richmond full forward is this guy. Who's this guy? He just lives around the corner. He had his points okay. with him. Okay. So we need to approach it from two, yeah, 100%. But we, what we need to do is we need to expand playing lists. So at the mm. moment, you get what? Like three rookies and two Category B rookies or something on top of your primary and, list. And, and the rookies are now the oldest players on every list. <laughs> exactly. All mature age. But what, what this does, so we expand it. So let's say, you know, uh, six dates. So, well, I mean, because you could also play. I mean, this answers the Tasmanian issue as well. We can really find mm. out how good the depth of talent is in Tasmania. If you can rookie list five five to 10 players in each state to be on call in the event that your team makes the grand final, oh, in the event that the grand final is played in your home state, in the event that you don't get your entire list there, you can then call on your backup, your supplementary list. So those guys have got to train all year round just at their local footy team or whatever, but they've got to be on call. Because what I love about that is like, you know, so – uh, Melbourne next year, Melbourne, the powerhouse team are taking on like the underdogs, like maybe like a, a Frio or, 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 you know, a St Kilda make it. And so Melbourne are the raging favorites, but guess what? Petraka didn't make the flight. And so now Melbourne have flight. got to get yeah, someone yeah, off yeah. their supplementary list. And all of a sudden the Saints have an advantage in the midfield. And it adds, it adds an interesting aspect to the, um, to the broadcast. Cause, cause I'd imagine that any registered player, any registered player can come and replace what would call the non-registered, the supplementary yeah. players. Yeah. So, so, so that they're there. So that oh, Petrarch is here. Hey, Frank, can you get off, mate? Pass and p give Christian your jersey on the way past, or whatever it might. I don't understand oh. what the logistics are. So he can just come in. So then we can have cameras tracking Christian as he. Oh, well, it's almost like an amazing race situation where Perfect. he has to decide. Oh, do I get a train? Um, yeah. You know, we've got a friend who's okay. you know got a helicopter. So we do away with having to submit team lists before the game. That's out the window. It doesn't matter. Oh, like basically gone. you no, can that's... swap and change at any point. If Christian Petraka, it takes him six hours to get there and he turns up for the last quarter. He can still, he can still get still on. So I, I yeah. love that. And then, I mean, this is a money-making scheme because you're right. It's a reality show. So we just have cameras following both teams in the, in the mm. week leading up. And imagine 
the tension of the grand final parade with all the players like knowing in 24 hours they're going to find out where they're playing and whether or not they can actually get a flight or a greyhound bus to get to the ground. It just yeah. it's yeah, that's yeah. a spicy meatball. It, it is, it is, and you'd have to have certain. You, for the AFL would have to obviously step in, and so, and so with the Australian Aviation um, Commission, I imagine, <laughs> to make sure that um, that teams don't have private jets waiting. That, that that it is a genuine, you know, that ah, right. Virgin, do, you know, you know what I mean. Like you can't book I, ahead I don't of time. Want to see it. No, no, no. You can't just have a plane fueled up. Hey, boys. We're heading to Morty Alec or wherever it might be. I don't think you need a plane to get there if you're a Melbourne club, but you know what I mean? I, yeah. I think that that you do you do have to have a, a completely level playing field. Yeah, it becomes almost like wacky races, doesn't it? Like, I'll give you an example. Like uh, Gemma, my wife, yes. her 40th, uh, we had a, a party up in Byron Bay. And the day that um, of the party, we had a bunch of friends coming up from Melbourne and Sydney, but these massive storms hit both Victoria and New South Wales. And all of a sudden, a bunch of flights were cancelled. And so we were getting these frantic texts from my friends who were like running from, you know, like airport check-in to airport check-in, trying to find an airline that could fly them. They couldn't fly in a major airline. So they were saying, could they get on a regional flight and then maybe land here and take a bus there? I had two friends mm. who kind of booked a hire car and drove for like nine hours to get to the party. Oh, wow. Imagine that, but it's like Melbourne Football Club or the Collingwood Football Club. Yeah. Yeah, I do like I I now so so would we allow then, um, so all right. I, I don't want to kind of make this too convoluted, yeah. but throughout the season, uh, could we have as again? I think this lends itself to a television show, or at least an online series, perhaps for AFL dot com dot au or Fox Footy or whatever, uh, where players uh, uh learn and subsequently build a vehicle in the oh. eventuality they play in the grand final and, and you can only you can only get there either via a, a flight or public transport public in inverted commas yeah. or by a contraption made by your own hand yeah like mad max so, fury road correct exactly <laughs> what i was thinking exactly what i was thinking especially with the red dust and mildura kind of got me thinking but yeah so so now you have these um we'll call them death races <laughs> yes death races brilliant death race Tr trying to, to make their way to the ground i love that and i love that like eight, you know we should have uh, let's go full full fury road and each club has like they can appoint like instead of like the doof warrior the guy playing the flaming guitar it's your mascot mm. strapped to like a giant kind of flatbed truck oh, backed so by all these Captain speakers Carlton. playing the yeah. club song like a rock and roll version of your club song i love it as you race across the nullarbor <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, I I think that would be, I mean, what I mean, what a way to get you, you know, instead of watching, you know, the under 18s TAC Cup final, you're watching that, like yeah, on the just way an the armada now, of wacky vehicles coming across the desert. All of a sudden, I mean, the thing is, and if you think about Angry Anderson's Batmobile, I mean, he was ahead of his time. <laughs> like you're essentially he really that was, was the entertainment yeah. at the grand final in 1990 or 91 or whenever, whenever it was. But we're we're yeah. taking that and we're expanding it. Well, I'd like to think see that as kind of you know to use a bit of a showbiz term foreshadowing. 
that yes. he was kind of sowing the seed and just kind of, you know, putting a kite in the air and seeing if people liked it. And they did. So yeah. this feels like the logical. Se- now we'd obviously have to talk to local um, authorities to turn a blind eye to road rules. Cause 100%. I imagine yeah. it's a bit kind of gumball races. You just put the foot down boys. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Speed limits out the window, um, dangerous driving. In fact, why don't we include some more dangerous elements? Like we give the players, because they've got to, in case they win the grand final, they need to have like all their booze and stuff they're celebrating afterwards. So they're loading up their their wacky races vehicles with booze. And if they want to hoe in before, like, I mean, I reckon Melbourne would be feeling pretty confident heading to a grand final. Like I reckon Maxi Gong could probably sink a few teams on the way to the grand final. (laughs) Absolutely, yeah. You've not even. You know, I mean, I, I'd surprise if they all even went. But so, could we have a thing? I mean, wouldn't it be fun for um, the Oz Kicker of the Year to you? Hey, guess what? Congratulations, you're the Oz Kicker of the Year. You're driving to Mildura with Max gone tomorrow, um, or you're driving somewhere with Max gone tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, all you well, got to make sure is make sure he's hydrated, if you know what I mean. And then you've got a six-year-old in the car, and we can cross to the car because the cars could be decked out with communication yeah. devices, so we could cross. And we've got uh, hey, g'day, g'day, Max, it's Dermot here, mate. Where are you? Oh, I got Derm. I don't know. We're, I reckon we're about six hours out now, and um, <laughs> you know I've got Caleb here. Caleb, say g'day. And there's Caleb. How you going, Caleb? Is it fun driving? Oh, he's a fast driver, is it? You know, kind of get a bit of adventure. Yeah. Well, we need. More than one because they've got to bring the kids over who are going to present the medals at the end. So I think that just say there's kind of like what, you know, 25, 30 players, 15 vehicles, <laughs> one kid per vehicle. And we make them like the feral kid for Mad Max 2. They all get kind of like fur loincloths and steel boomerangs that they can just yes, chuck out willy nilly on the drive. Yeah, I think that I think so. So what about this though? Um, because you know, we, we've always wanted to emulate our role models. What if mm. the children during the season are also making non-motivated contraptions and each player has to tow a child? Right. And you're not allowed speed. to play unless your unless your child is still <laughs> attached to your vehicle. You can't play. Okay, so that way there's an investment in making sure that the vehicle, the child's vehicle, is roadworthy, and yes, potentially, right. like it takes what two days to drive from you know uh, Victoria to WA. Potentially, you're going to need a, a vehicle that that you're gonna that child's gonna need to be able to sleep and eat in that vehicle because you're not stopping like you don't yeah. have enough time no, i mean you can't stop hang on. it's the grand final man I mean, what, hang on. We, we sort of we sort of painted ourselves into a corner though we gave ourselves four hours to attend the grand final and potentially it could take them two days yeah that that is a that is a concern but well I mean, Bad this, luck. this is in the eventuality they can't yeah exactly but don't forget you've got your five local players so you can have those five play each other you know maybe that's the grand final this year it's five on mean? five well, as in well, whoever if, just if, get, whoever if gets there <laughs> well, if both sides don't make it in time for the opening bounce, then, then your five supplementary list players from that state are going to have to fly the flag. It becomes like AFL nines. And then do you then change the rules or do they have to play on a full-size football field? Like no, just five a side? football field. <laughs> well, no, the game I mean, would really open up. I'll tell you what. I mean, certain- we've, we've actually solved two problems. Dolls. I think uh, this is fantastic. Let's let's throw this open to our listeners who have they've had their suggestions. Now this is uh, I never sure. know whether to read the at handle or the name that they've you know that they've written. What do you what do you, what do you advise that I do here? Is it the at? Depends. Do I read uh, at so and so? If it 
Well, if it's if it's you know Glenn Phillips, but the at is Squirt Cobain, always go with the funny one. Okay, all right. At Conan Accountant, <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> I don't know. That's <laughs> funny. Yeah, it works for me. <laughs> uh, says it's a mute issue as the AFL's already signed away the rights until 2059. Okay, mate, let's not let's not yeah, let's not have any fun on this podcast. That's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, because, because people are turning to this podcast for serious answers. <laughs> at at Paul Term 14 says, rotate the hosting rights, but name it at the start of each season like the Champions League. If you're in a good season and you host that year by chance, then good luck to you, sir. So that takes away the home ground. Well, that negates in a way the home well, ground advantage. But it, well, but it, the, the issue with that kind of... I'm not a statistician, is you've got 10 teams that play in the one state. Yeah, it's not really an advantage at That's, all. It's not, really, it's not really a level playing field. On the same, along the same lines, uh, at JSpeed says, NFL style, rotate it, name the location at the start of the season. If someone benefits, so be it. But it's the AFL now, not the VFL. Shouldn't be guaranteed oh, to be Melbourne of, forever. Yeah, which Where do you think at JSpeed is based? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what state? Yeah. Oh, God. Was your anchor tattoo throbbing when we read that out, pal? <laughs> At Impala, Impala says, I admittedly, I'm shamelessly Western Australian biased. Oh, here we go. Here we go. However, limiting the final national competition to one ground only is weird. I know some folks have a reverence to the MCG, but there is nothing hallowed about it for me. Should we just say now, just to go back to our thing, that Western Australia can never host the grand final? <laughs> well, well just in terms like... of the tyranny of distance. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they've just got to earn our trust back because they are playing hardball with this. Like the last, if the last 18 months has taught us anything, it's like WA, they like to play hardball. They think that they can just throw up those borders and have hard and fast rules and that no one's going no to blink. Well, maybe we say, okay. Not only are we not playing any kind of milestone games in your grounds, we're taking your teams. Welcome, welcome the Bayswater Dockers. You're now a Victorian club. I reckon we should be even more insulting and call them like, hey, it's Collingwood too. Or like, <laughs> well, we already have it's like the Hawks, new bombers. <laughs> Hawks and Swans. The West Coast birds. The West Coast of Melbourne birds. <laughs> just, just, just the birds. <laughs> Some free kind men, of free are called uh, free men are called the purples. We don't even bother with the <laughs> We just call them the anchor boys. At <laughs> uh, Beaufort Bows says the grand final must strictly be played in a ballroom. Well, that is a that's now that's some lateral thinking because in a ballroom undercover, you know you're going to be protected from the weather. Capacity is limited. I don't know how many people you can squeeze into the crowd at a ballroom, but I do like the idea. I mean, if you are an inside midfield beast, as we know, we love a we love a midfield beast. <laughs> loves a contested beast. work, mate. You're gonna find you'll be able to find space in a ballroom. It also plays into the big dance talk, which I think yes. I, I which I do like. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not a bad idea. D Muzzer 72 hearkening back to last week's episode, says two opposing captains have to compete in an it's a knockout style race, then the winner chooses the venue. Do we wrap that into trade radio? I I don't, yeah, I think we do. I don't mind that as an idea. Um, So so we do the it's a knockout trade radio. 
And then at the end, not only do they get their draft picks and trades, but they also get to nominate the venue for MCG the following year. So oh, Adrian Dodorio is going to have a bloody field day. I mean, he's always winning trades. Yeah. And then he's going to be able to pick he, the grand yeah, final yeah. venue. It's going to be Windy Hill every well, year. Yeah, but but Essendon won't be playing. So it's all well and good. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I kind of saw that idea as more at the culmination of the grand final parade rather than going up the Parliament House steps. Right. Okay. You, you're straight onto the, you know, soapy rope or whatever it might be. And, and then, and then at the end of it, you know, the, the, the premier, the captain that wins can get up and, and, hey, uh, you know, Joe, where do you reckon we'll play? And then he could just say anything. Like, I think we're going to be playing on. I think maybe they climb the soapy rope to reach an envelope and in the envelope is the nominated venue, which has been chosen by lottery. So yeah, that's, that's maybe a more maybe solution. the 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 prize for getting the envelope is that you just get to sh- choose which direction you kick to. <laughs> so it's like you can kick towards the chicken shop oh, in, at, at the Heidelberg uh, the... footy ground. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, in lieu at, of the tots. <laughs> at Sam Kello thirteen says personally, I like the idea of four out of five years at the G. Then for the fifth year, move it around to a new state each time. Okay. The first reasonable response we've had. I actually don't mind that. I mean, I, good luck trying to pry it away from the MCC, especially considering probably how much money they've lost in the last couple of years. But I think that's not a bad mm. idea. Like, ro- rotate it around because that gives different states time to, time to prepare, right, to get their grounds up to scratch. Yeah. But, but again, it does kind of fall foul of the, you know, what if uh, Adelaide plays Port in the grand finals at the MCG and then the next yeah. year... It's Sydney playing Collingwood at the, the you know, Adelaide Oval. It's, it's going to be slightly frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at Mitch G uh, has taken a leaf out of our book. He says, take it to the community. Like the preseason comp, $100,000 at Bayswater Oval 2 with no seating. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we specify no standing room only. So his thought is you don't change the ground. So, see, I had, I had a at full all. upgrade. So you don't change it. Yeah. No seating, but you can bring your own slabs to stand on so you can see the, see the action on the field. Yeah. I mean, we're not animals. It's the grand final. Well, the, the, I, I do, I do kind of like the idea that there's a potential that the ground's double booked and the AFL grand final has to be pushed back because it's yeah. cricket trials. Cricket right season's there. almost started, mate. The Bayswater Cricket Club need to Boy. practice. <laughs> Go or track, have a good game, and also stay off the square if you could, mate. <laughs> <laughs> at Jay Banerjee says, 100% stick with the tradition of playing at the G, even though my team won it in 2020. It wasn't the same. Oh, yes, uh, uh, Joe Brady is a mad Richmond fan. The build-up and the buzz of the grand final week was noticeably lacking. How do you know? You weren't in Queensland at the time. It might have been amazing. I you're just, think you're I not saying anything. Someone fact check a contributor. <laughs> <laughs> At Matt five one four zero four triple nine, which so it could be a bot, says it's the big dance, and like Scott Duels would say, there's only one place to dance, and that's at the MCG. <laughs> Have you said that, that a saying of yours? All, 
it's, it's not. I just when I hear that, when I hear that handle, did that person then say to vote for Trump at the end of that message? Yeah, cut exactly. it off before they got scandemic. To Hashtag scandemic. <laughs> <laughs> at Mark UNC says build a Thunderdome in the central desert of Australia. Grand final fans have to make the pilgrimage to the stadium to watch the event. Yes, that's that's what we're suggesting. I, mean, I think that's too. I'm you get not, a text message I'm not at midday. That. <laughs> Uh, a couple more to go. Uh, at I am Brown Dog. I mean, that could literally be any AFL player with a surname Brown, couldn't it? Brown Dog. It's it's Campbell Brown. Yeah. <laughs> it's contracted. It's contracted until twenty fifty. So you need to come up with ways to make it fairer for interstate teams. What state do you reckon Brown Dog is uh, living in, Scott? I'll have a shot. Uh, does it start with a W and end with S in Australia? <laughs> I think so. And lastly, the dark, the Dal Knight says it would be great to have it at whoever came last's home field just to rub salt in the wound. You could have had it, but instead you shit. <laughs> Love a bit of cruelty on grand final day. It would be amazing. Just every grand finals played at Suncorp. At, uh, what's it called? Metricon. Metricon. <laughs> All right, look, I think we've solved that issue. The footy fixers have delivered another fantastic solution to one of footy's hot button issues. Uh, thank you for your correspondence. If you want to get in touch with us, you can at, at two guys, one cup AFL on Twitter and Instagram. We put out our topics each week. You just need to answer in the comments below. But for now, I'm Charlie Clawson. I'm Scott Dooley. See you later. Is that one closer? That felt closer, that one. That felt closer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>